What up? You know what time it is. It is time to get the ball rolling. Hey guys, today we are back here at Get the Ball Rolling. I know that uh, we didn't have a podcast the last couple of days. I've actually been on vacation. Uh, My little brother uh, decided to go do some service. He's going to be leaving for two years, uh, and he won't be back. And I still get to talk to him, call him, and stuff like that. But he's actually uh, in Mexico right now doing some service, and then he'll be heading to California. So I had uh, took a little bit of time off uh, from working my jobs and everything, and I went on a nice, well-deserved vacation. All summer long, I've just been uh, working my butt off down in St. George, Utah. So it was good to get some time off. But uh, as we uh, nearer closer to the start of college football, it is we are, I mean, we are so close, and I cannot wait. I've told you guys that before, and I think that this this year is going to be particularly exciting. Uh, last year, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really look forward to a lot of things. Uh, I kind of felt like Clemson and Alabama were locks, and uh, there wasn't really anybody that could rival them. But the difference this year, I think, is that there could be uh, an upsurp of power. I think that we could uh, be seeing some stuff. And the team today, as you guys know, the, the today we'll be doing the Oregon Ducks preview. I think this could be one of those teams that could be messing around uh, top 10, top 5 towards the end of the season. Uh, a team that we could be talking about when it when it comes down to it to to college football playoff uh playoff implications stuff like that and so to start i think that Oregon is a very unique uh unique team Number one, this team came out of nowhere with Chip Kelly, the run-and-gun offense, Marcus Mariota. I mean, I, I remember as a little kid, it was you know 2009 to 2012, I was in junior high, uh, and everyone was just loving the Oregon Ducks. Uh, I live in Utah, and so everyone—I mean, I'm talking more, more so than BYU and Utah, I think, at one point when they were going to the national championship— Everyone loved the Oregon Ducks, and and it makes a, kind of a unique uh, place. I mean, everyone kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, they went twelve and one, twelve and two, twelve and one. I mean, that's incredibly impressive. Uh, they did lose to uh, Cam Newton and the and the Auburn Tigers, but you know this this team has been it, it's been exciting. It's always been fun to watch. And then you know Chip leaves, and then. Uh, Herflitch comes in, Mark Herflitch, it's a hard name to say, but he comes in, he does well his first two years, and then dips off, they don't even go to a bowl game in 2016, right, he's let go, Willie Taggart comes in, now, some people aren't really sold on Willie Taggart, I'm going to back him up on it, I think he did a great job at Western Kentucky, but uh, he ends up leaving, right, he, I don't think he did a, a particularly good job here at Oregon, but he did get him back to a bowl game, where uh, uh, his uh predecessor did, did didn't he went four and eight right and then incepts Mario Cristobal uh he was an offensive lineman at uh at the University of Miami Florida uh from eighty eight to ninety two so uh, early nineties Miami football team offensive lineman I think he's a really interesting coach he's like one of the coaches that as I sit back and I listen to him talk and listen to him uh kind of just discuss the game with the with the media he's a really interesting man to hear speak he's uh i think he's a little bit soft-spoken uh but 
in my opinion, but I really do like him as a coach and what he did. He he he, he got Oregon back to a nine and four uh, season, eight and four in the regular season. They ended up beating uh, Michigan State by one point in the Red Box Bowl uh, this previous season. Last year, I think it showed a lot of improvement uh, on their part. Uh, I think they kind of dropped the ball. I think in the games that they lost, I mean. And they had out of the games they lost, two of them were close uh, to Stanford in overtime, uh, and then to Utah. I remember that Utah game. I was freaking out. It was a crazy game, but uh, they ended up losing Utah. It was in Salt Lake City. A lot of people don't understand that Salt Lake City is as high, well, about the same elevation as Denver. So when when you're talking about these West Coast teams, when they had to go to Utah, Colorado, it plays on it. You when you're running an up tempo offense, when you're running that, it's gets kind of uh you kind of get gassed but i remember you know watching it to the to the last snap it was a crazy game really fun entertaining game uh kind of bummed that they don't have them on the schedule this year we'll get into that a little bit later uh but uh this team just uh they, they dropped a game i think that they they dropped a game against arizona that they shouldn't have dropped uh obviously washington state was very talented last year i thought stanford you know overtime can't really control that so oh, a couple games i think out of all of them you know uh the arizona game was was the toughest loss this last year but overall they did really well and the thing that that really gets me excited and ready to watch them this upcoming year is the fact that the, the amount of depth they return on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they actually have, they return 12 guys, right? You're saying, whoa, 12 guys, 12 starters. Well, you know, 12, 12 guys that have started before in the past for the University of Oregon. Uh, they do have a couple of, uh, like a, a senior uh, wide receiver. Uh, he, I don't think he has a started uh Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's the one. Sorry. He actually played at Penn State. So so he was just one of those guys that, that transferred over here. So he obviously, you know, he, know, he knows his way around a football field if he's a senior playing at Penn State. Anyway, uh, this team is extremely talented uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that as we watch him and, and we watch the progression i think herbert is a leader i thought last year at times he showed a little bit of immaturity uh not as decisive of what he needed to be and i really remember i mean i watched them a couple games this last season and i remember obviously the utah game i thought he, there's a couple of decisions that he made now it might not have been him might have been the the play call it might have been the coaching staff but just i think that he's going to come back you know he's a hometown uh hometown kid so i think that uh you know, him coming back, that was something that was extremely uh, positive for the for the Oregon Ducks. Uh, they also are bringing back a, a super good offensive lineman who was injured in the overtime win against Washington. Uh, so, you know, he was injured, so he's bringing back a Piani Swell. Uh, also, Troy Dye on the uh, inside linebacker position. So, like I said, this team is going to be bringing it back, and uh, we're going to actually be talking to uh, a guy, uh, Mr. Steve, out there in Eugene. Now, it's not the same one from the Oregon State uh preview and it's actually a different one that's covering Oregon out there in Eugene so we'll be calling him here in a little bit and uh, asking him kind of picking his brain for this upcoming season where he sees the Ducks and then I will kind of give you guys my overview of the Ducks where I think they're going uh talk a little bit about ranking schedule wise uh and we will go from there after so coming up next we'll have the commercial break we'll be ca- uh, talking to uh, Mr. Steve out there in Oregon and then we will be uh wrapping up the show with thought 
thoughts and a little bit of a preview here. So really excited to do the Oregon Ducks preview back from vacation. Let's keep the ball rolling. All right, welcome back today with Get the Ball Rolling. We are here today with Steve from the Eugene Register Guard. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. So I was just, uh, I'll be talking about the Oregon Ducks, kind of the upcoming season. Uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of talk around them uh, in this in this preseason. Let's start off with what, what are your expectations for the Ducks in 2019? Oh, I think it's a talented group, but I think the schedule's more difficult this year than last year. We'll have a better idea of what to expect from them. I think after the opener, they open against Auburn down in Texas. So take that, add in road trips to you know Washington and Stanford and USC, and I, I think it'll be a tough schedule for them to manage. But uh, like I said, we'll have a better idea after that first one. Once we see how they match up with Auburn, that'll give us a better idea of what to expect in the conference. Okay, and you obviously you've you've covered uh, Oregon, and uh, you know this team. What is Justin Herbert like? I've never had the opportunity to watch him, you know, go to a, a game and watch him in person. What is his worth ethic like? What, how is he as a competitor? Oh, I think great work ethic. Um, competitor, you know, was a three-star or three-sport star in, in high school. Like some people thought he could have been drafted in Major League Baseball if he'd chosen to be that way. So, um, you know, top, top-notch athlete, uh, true competitor, and... Um, probably you know, heading into his senior year a little bit more desire than even previous years. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and who are some people that the media aren't talking about that you think are going to be impactful for the Ducks this upcoming season? Well, I think the media, at least around here, is kind of talking about everybody, so that's a tough question because I'm sure about it here, but I, you know, there's a, a grad transfer in Juwan Johnson as a wide receiver that um, I think they think could kind of help fill a void there. Um, Lamar Winston's kind of an underrated, maybe outside linebacker for him. Okay, awesome. And final question: uh, Vegas has Oregon at nine wins. I have them at nine wins. What What do you have them at? Oh, I probably got them at eight or nine. Like I say, I think there's four really tough games away from home. Um, you know, it'd be hard for me to predict them to win more than one of those, so that puts you at nine and would force them to, to win out at home. So I'd, I'd probably put them right around eight. You know, probably, probably nine is a, a good guess, and if I had to go over-under, you know, it'd probably be closer to eight just because of that schedule. Okay, and do you have them going to the Pac-12, winning the Pac-12 North, and going to the Pac-12 Championship? That probably comes down to their game at Washington, which, like I say, would, would be more than a whole game. But they win the game at Washington, I think that would give them the inside track, certainly. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, good luck to the Ducks this upcoming season. Thanks. Yep, right. And that was Mr. Steve from uh, Eugene out there in the beautiful city. Now, I got to say, I absolutely love Corvallis. I absolutely love Eugene. Two beautiful cities. Uh, I've actually been to the zoo, Audison Stadium. It is, I mean, like you see it on, on TV, and you're like, wow, this is a big... The big stadium. This is cool. 
when you go into the stadium, it is it almost takes your breath away. It's right next to, I believe it's the Willamette River. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, don't quote me on that. But it's right next to a beautiful river. Uh, you have the entire story. Uh, just down the street, you have uh, Hayward Field. I'm a huge uh, track cross-country guy, so we went and saw that. Saw that as in Zoo back in 2017 when I went uh, to Eugene. I actually ran in Monmouth, Oregon, which is uh, a little bit north of Corvallis. Uh, went down to Eugene for the day. Beautiful city. Absolutely love it. Love the people there. Oregon is is one of those states that if you have never been to, you need to take a take a look. Uh, go up there one day and uh, spend a weekend. It is beautiful. Really fresh. Portland's awesome. Uh, Eugene's awesome. Corvallis is awesome. Just really kind of a, a really pretty landscape. Anyway, so uh, that was really interesting to talk to Steve. Uh, some of his insight into the season as. I look at the Oregon Ducks. Uh, a lot of people have them at nine and three, uh, sitting around nine wins. And a lot of it, you know, like Steve said, it depends on the game as they travel to Seattle October 19th uh, and some other games. Uh, I like to go, but before every season, I go through, I predict the games, and then I do, kind of mark, I have like a little mark that uh, means that it will be an important game for them. And then I call what's called trap games. Now, I think that uh, Stanford is down this upcoming season, and we'll be doing the Stanford preview a little bit later. But uh, despite them being down, I feel like that is their first trap game. They start at Auburn. Now, Auburn, you're going to cut it one way or the other. It's going to be 50-50, right? Last time they met was in 2010 in the BCS National Championship game. So I think you want to go as Oregon. You want to come out. First game of the season that's in Arlington. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be you know, thousands of people watching, uh, you know, in the United States and worldwide. It's going to be a great game, really good atmosphere. I think it's really going to show, uh, first off, how good Oregon's offense is. I think that Auburn's defense is stout, always is one of the best in the countries. And also we'll see uh, Gus Malzahn, how he coaches. You know, people say, well, the SEC is so powerful. Well, we're going to put one of the best teams from the West Coast against one of the best teams from the South, and we're going to see who's going to come out on top. I think it's a 50-50 split. You can kind of take it. Uh, when we do our week one college football preview, we'll be uh, hopefully they'll have the over unders. I don't know if they're released quite yet. I haven't looked at the over and unders on that game, but uh, we'll look at it, talk about it. But uh, I say it would favor Oregon just a little bit. Uh, coming off last season, the momentum they have, the offensive weapons that they have on uh, on that side of the ball, I think that they could potentially overpower them on the offensive side, but I think it is going to be a shootout. Everyone should tune into that game. So you go 50-50. Some people will take the win. Some people will take the loss for Oregon. Then they play uh, Nevada and Montana, which I both think are going to win. Now I think Montana will give them a game through the first half. Uh, I think Montana is, uh, you know, we've had him on the show, talked to Mr. Eric Tabor out there in Montana. Great university, full of rich football history. So if you're following the FCS and, and this podcast, definitely tune in to the Oregon-Montana game. I think it will show Montana's weapons. When you, like I said, you play the level of your competition, so you can kind of see where, where, they'll, where they'll be at. And then here comes the first trap game, as I call it, and that is a game at Stanford. Uh, they did lose this last year in Eugene, which was a heartbreaker. The year before, they lost at Stanford. The year before, uh, they lost at home. The year before that was the last time they beat them. They haven't won since 2015. So if you look, 
the kids, uh, if they redshirted, they beat them. But it's been four years, four seasons. Most of these kids have never beat Stanford. Uh, so I think that I think that's a game that those guys kind of have marked uh, after the Auburn game. It, it is a trap game. Like I said, I think Stanford's on the downward slope more so. Uh, they only return nine starters total. Uh, they do have their quarterback, but uh, not as impressed as, uh, as what they are in Oregon. I'm going to take Oregon with the win, but where it's on the road uh, after kind of you know the first three preseason games, uh, non-conference games, Stanford's kind of a trap game. Luckily, they go on the bye. They do play Cal, and I put that as an important game instead of a trap game because I, it's important to establish yourselves. A lot of people are picking Oregon to win it, as 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 am I, the the Pac-12 North. But it's important to know uh, they gotta they gotta take care of of the Cal game. Number one, that's going to be their toughest opponent that they've faced at home so far with just Nevada, Montana. So you know, establish the fans, get the fans into it, get Eugene back. You know, uh, for so many years they feasted upon uh, Chip Kelly, Marcus Mariota. They feasted on the winning the tradition that they built there. And the last you know six years, it's been uh, kind of disappointing. Nonetheless. To, to put it frank, as an Oregon Dets fan, yeah, last year was a little bit better, but uh, it will be difficult uh, this year. So it'll be interesting, especially against a team like Cal, the caliber that it is. It's a, it's a, it's a very winnable game. They, they're going to take care of business, but get the fans into it. And I think that's why I have that one as one of the key games. They'll go uh, play home Friday night against Colorado. And then if they're not overlooking uh, Colorado too much, they will go on the road to Washington. Now this is where we're going to get a couple of this, this three week stretch is going to be probably the most, the three most important weeks of Oregon's season they're going to go to seattle uh i i had the opportunity over spring break about middle of march to go to seattle and i can tell you how passionate those fans are i went to the stadium beautiful campus love the campus but it is going to be loud i know that uh ESPN, I, I guarantee you that will be one of the games of the week, uh, if not the game of the week, uh, definitely be featured. You know, Oregon got them last year by three points, and I know that left a bad taste in, in Washington's mouth, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they're on the road, it's going to have the back up against the wall. You know, Washington has a transition quarterback, uh, don't really know what to expect from him. He played at uh, Georgia the last two years. Uh, you have just nine returners. So if there is a team that that, that this team can go in and beat, uh, the, obviously Washington's defense always comes back. You know, we're always talking about how good Washington's defense is, but I think overall that Oregon does get the win. Now this is a lot uh, different than what. Uh, some of the other people are saying, but again, I think that uh, this is what will decide the Pac-12 North if Washington, you know, Washington and Oregon don't drop any other games. But uh, other than that, but I think that Oregon definitely has a chance to beat Washington here. Uh, it will be, you know, two years in a row. It'll be I, that, that's my opinion. They they get the win. After that, they do play Washington State. Now, Washington State uh, is really interesting in the fact that. They have been. They're they're always so underrated. Uh, many people don't think of them as as good as what they are. 
they've had to replace their quarterback, right? They had Luke Falk, who, you know, air raid offense. We know how Mike Leach operates. Last year, they had Minshew. He did extremely good uh, stepping in as his role. But now we have this guy named uh, Gage Gebrund. Uh, he was He's a graduate transfer from Eastern Washington. I think this guy is the real deal, and I don't think Eastern Wa- or Washington State will be a team that anybody is going to be wanting to face. Uh Luckily, they do get him at home. I think it's going to be a two, three-point game, honestly. Uh, again, that's one of those games. I think it's a trap game. Not a lot of people are talking about Washington State. I feel like every year, everyone sleeps on them, and then they're going to be coming up. Mike Leach does not uh, lose very often. He's an extremely good coach, and he'll be ready to go. And if we're talking about shootouts, this is going to be the shootout of all shootouts, Oregon versus Washington State. And then on November 2nd, they travel to um, USC, which will be... Uh, at this point, I think we're going to know a little bit more about USC. I say it's a trap game, uh, mainly because we I don't really know what to expect from USC. Every year I hear hype that this team is going to be back. They're going to be back to their glory. This team is legit. I don't see it. I think that Oregon goes into to Los Angeles and takes care of business. But I do think uh, that it is kind of a trap game. It will be interesting, uh, I guess, I guess what what I'm trying to say is that we don't know what USC is going to bring this next year. So, you know, by what by week five, I will be able to tell you, nah, that Oregon's got this 100%. But right now, I just kind of have a little question mark there. But I do see Oregon going in. Uh, then they go on the bye. They play Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State to finish out the season. Uh, despite uh, me thinking that Arizona is really good and is kind of a sleeper team out of the, the Pac-12 South and out of the Pac-12 in general, I think they take care of business with all three of these games. Uh, they do go on the road to uh, Arizona State. They are in Tempe, but uh, it's November 23rd, so it's definitely cooled down by that point, and uh, I think Oregon will be clicking on all cylinders. And like I said, there's going to be a team that we're going to be talking about as we get near the college football playoff. And as I talked about in my in my University of Utah football preview, I think that the University of Utah best Oregon in a Pac-12 championship game. Uh, I think that the University of Utah's defense is, again, one of the best year in, year out. If we're putting a hypothetical up, if Utah gets there, Oregon gets there, I do have them, uh, Oregon losing. I think the University of Utah is the team to beat out of the Pac-12. But I do think Oregon has the chance to win. Uh, again, it, would, it totally depends on injuries. You know, Again, I always say, the where the ball bounces, what kind of breaks you get. But this Oregon team very well could beat that Utah team in that Pac-12 title scenario. And they're going to be a team, if if we're looking at one, maybe two losses at the most for this Oregon team, for me, I don't see the three losses, but I see maybe two at most. We're talking about a team that can that that, that will be talked about to go to the college football uh, playoff. Now, uh, a lot of people are predicting, uh, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, kind of again. Some have Michigan. I've seen a couple that have Ohio State. Everyone is sleeping on the Pac-12. The University of Utah and the University of Oregon, they're legit teams that I would not want to be seeing when it comes playoff time. Uh I think that, uh, you know, their schedule is not as difficult uh, as in years past, this University of Oregon team. But I think that they very well uh, could win the Pac-12. They are, my, they are my pick to come out of the North and to play the University of Utah. So, uh, and obviously we'll be talking about them throughout the season. This Ducks team is extremely uh, interesting. Again, led by Justin Herbert. I think he'll be uh, either the first or second quarterback taken out of this year's draft. Uh 
with Tua Tagovailoa, if he uh, with him uh, and Justin Herbert, I think you know, I think in the and I think either one of those guys can fit into any NFL system. I think Justin Herbert definitely is. Uh, oh, he sits back, he 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 picks apart the defense, and is going. Like I said, it will be uh, fascinating to see where he ends up this upcoming season. So. As I as I say here today, that uh, that is what kind of my thoughts with with the University of Oregon. Uh, they've been very quiet. I know that during the the you know the Chip Kelly days, it was really loud. You know, really hype. A lot of people were excited for Oregon. You know, everyone talks about you know, Nike, New Jersey's, New Unis. I don't feel like it's like that anymore. I think they're going to come in kind of by surprise by week six. We're going to be talking about them. And by week six, they're undefeated. We're really going to be talking about them. Uh, so anyway, that is your 2019 o- University of Oregon Ducks football preview. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Mr. Steve out there and Eugene for coming on the show. Uh, we'll definitely have him on throughout the season, kind of uh, picking his brain as well. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends. We're on social media. Follow us. Let us know. Uh, we'll continue to cover the Pac-12. And as we draw closer, uh, like I said, we're going to be trying. We'll be for sure pumping them out. If if we're you know three or four teams away, we'll be finishing them before the season starts. I would like to get a Mountain West football preview in as well as well as all of the FCS previews. So get ready, buckle up. This is go time on uh, football previews. Uh, hope you like it. Like, subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful day or night and. Keep the ball rolling.